Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champ, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. What's up, guys? Brian Jackson here with the Fourth Down Experience Podcast, along with Chris Hughesby. We are excited. We have a veteran in the CFL, but has no stranger to the NFL as well. We have Justin Medlock with us, UCLA, former Bruin, kicker punter. This guy has kicked 283 field goals in the CFL. Obviously, that's before this season. He's probably made. Quite, he's probably past 300 by now. He has a long of 58. Uh, he was originally drafted with the Chiefs uh, back in 07 in my draft class. So, obviously, kicked my rear end there, Justin. But uh, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Justin, thanks for being on the 4th Down Experience podcast. We're excited to have you on. Uh, yeah, yeah, Justin, let's, let's, let's kind of pop right in. Like, talk about UCLA and, and your college career and, and that whole experience. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I started pretty late, like, just, I mean, just starting off with my kicking, I started off pretty late, uh, my sophomore year, I started kicking, and I was like, you know what, I kind of want to get a scholarship, and, you know, I was kicking some footballs, and I was like, all right, let's, let's give it a go, so I, I started there, and then, um, you know, I played for a high school football team that wasn't very good, and they didn't really care if I just, just came out and kicked, so, like, it's fine, and, you know, back in the day, you know, it's totally different nowadays, with, you know, just, with uh, with camps and everything, you know, you got all these like uh, camps all around the country that um, that give you exposure. You know, back in the day, it was like you know, go to the go to the schools. You know, so you'd pick like three or four schools and go there, kick in front of the uh, coaches, and maybe they offer you, maybe they don't. And it was like very rare that like you know you got exposed somehow through you know some other kicking coaches or whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I went to four schools. I went to uh, University of North Carolina, uh, Oregon, and Cal and UCLA. And so I got offered by three of them, and Cal was the only one I didn't get offered by. Um, and so I uh, picked UCLA, ended up going there. And then, yeah, I mean, UCLA was great. Just um, good experience, you know, obviously. Like, I was actually a diehard UNT fan, so... You know, not picking UNC was actually really hard for me. I still am a diehard UNC fan, but, um, yeah, I ended up just, you know, California and everything. So, love UCLA and be able to have some good success at UCLA. So, when in your college, obviously, you know, UCLA is a very storied program. A little late to the game, obviously, picking up kicking and then you just, you blossom. When did you realize that you maybe had a chance to play at the next level? Did you have people in your ear? Did you just have your own aspirations? Yeah, you know what? I I was always one of those guys that was just self-motivated. I'm still kind of that way, like, kind of driven by myself. I I think that's maybe a positive and a negative where I'm just kind of not, I've never really put myself out there with, like, a bunch of people. And and, uh, I never had a dad that would, like, push me and kicking or whatnot. So um, I was kind of just by myself, and nobody really got in my ear. So be honest like I never really looked at it with like I got a chance to like go to the NFL and I think that was kind of almost a negative and down the road but um 
Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to have good success at UCLA. I knew, you know, kicking at UCLA was a, you know, big honor, and you're supposed to be pretty good and whatnot. I, I thought I did well. I didn't, you know, I didn't do like overly amazing my first few years, but I did okay. And um, and then my senior year, I was able to, uh, you know, take off and do pretty well. I I think my junior year. I actually, you know, because I had some success my freshman and sophomore year, I thought my junior year was going to be like my, you know, I was going to win the Groza Award. So I think that my mindset was like, I'm going to win this, and then I ended up like coming out kind of slow, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I didn't do as well my junior year. I mean, okay, but nothing great. And then uh, my senior year, I ended up, you know, having pretty good success, and uh, I guess that senior year, maybe I kind of thought I was had a chance, but. I, I mean, definitely would have done some things differently preparing for the NFL uh, if I, you know, look back at it. Yeah. So was was your senior year 2006 and you graduated in 07? Yeah, my senior year was 06. I graduated then, but, yeah, my draft class was 07, so it was in April. 07, so that was, that's when I got drafted. Right, so I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to see if, we, if you and I competed against each other. Uh, for the grass. Uh, yeah, we we did. I remember you and uh, yeah, that year. That's probably what you were. You were in there a couple of years, weren't you? No, I think I'm looking at your stats now. I think in 2000, in 2006 is when I got uh, uh, top 20, and it looks oh, like okay. in 2000, in 2005, you made the preseason list. Yeah, and then you were one of 20 semifinalists. In 2004? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I made, I think I, let's see, 2003, then 2004, I made it, and the final, the, whatever, semifinalist, and then, and then 2005, I don't think I made it, and then 2006, I, I made it. It's actually kind of weird, really funny, because, you know, it, you know, Art Carmi won the Gros Award night. Like, I love Art. Art's just an amazing yeah. dude. Um, yeah. And it's so funny, because, like, we ran into, I, I actually got All-American. So I got, so, like, actually, with, like, the All-American, how it goes, if you're conscious, uh, consensus, like, All-American for, like, I think it's, like, three, I believe, you're considered, like, uh, I don't know how it all works, but if you get three All-Americans, you were consensus All-American, I guess, and I, uh, I ended up getting five out of the eight, and so it was kind of weird, because when I, I remember, like, when we played SC, no, it was a game before SC, that we played SC, and it was it was in December. It was, like, December 2nd. So they were already going to announce it, like, the 25th. You know, as a kicker in college, like, that was, like, the award, you know? So I was like, oh, I want to get it. So at this moment, I was, I think I was, like, 26 or 30. And um, I was like, I'm going to be a finalist. And that's all I really want to be. I was like, I want to go, I want to go to Florida. I want to get, like, a trip and everything, right? So I was even like, I want to win this thing. I was like, I'm going to be a finalist. I know it. You know, I'm like, yeah. And so then they come out and the award, and I don't get the, the finalist award. I'm like, what the heck? So I was really, like, shocked by it. But, um, I mean, it all works out. I know uh, it was uh, John Vaughn who got finalist and then Garrett Hartley who got finalist with Art. And so it's kind of weird because, like, Art, Got it. And he, we always joke around. I'm like, man, you got my Groza Award, you know? But, like, you know, I don't really care anymore. I mean, looking back at it, it's like, uh, it is what it is. I mean, it is like that one thing that I've been like, dang, I didn't, 
didn't get it, you know, but um, I think I was more upset when I was younger. Now I just laugh about it. Plus, and what's great about it is like art is like an awesome human being, you know? So like, mm-hmm. it's not like I just like some cocky little kid that like, like, oh yeah, I want it. Like, oh yeah, you know? So I don't know. I, I, I And then I went to the next year, I went to Louisville and trained with art and like, you know, helped him out a little bit, you know, before the draft and everything like that. So, um, he was, he, I mean, he was, he was a great dude. He was 21 for 25 that year. And, uh, he yeah. made all, all 60 of his extra points. I was 17 for 19 and I had missed one extra point. Yeah. I remember extra points were huge back then. Like for, for the grocer, like if you're perfect on extra points, you, you could be like 29 for 30, but if you missed two pats, you're like, didn't even have a chance. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy to move that extra point back, and it's like game changer. <laughs> yeah. yeah so did they move the extra point back in the CFL too? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of weird. Actually, some of the things that the NFL is doing now, the CFL is already done. So like they they changed the CFL, the extra point, and then right then that's when the NFL moved it. And then you know we do the uh, instant review, um, instant replay of the. You know, past interference and challenging of it, and then we did that for a year. And then NFL took it, so that's why you know now it's um, you know it's been doing that. And then um, uh, yeah, so we, yeah, so we've been on extra points since uh, 2015. Okay, 2015. Yeah, 2015. Nice. What one big question that I want to ask you that I think would be good for the kickers and punters listening is because you obviously have to kick and punt. And the CFL, you do. You've been doing all three skill sets for a long time. You know how for these guys that are doing all three skill sets, or maybe even some guys at the college level that are doing punts and field goals. You know, but they may not be doing kickoffs, etc. You know, how do you prepare yourself? Because you know, there's two different types of swings there. You know, how do you prepare yourself physically uh, you know, for kicking and punting? Yeah. So um, just physically. Um, aspect, I guess, uh, just doing all three. I mean, I'm one of those guys that kind of wants to build, build up and make sure, you know, I kick a lot, so I don't really have as hard of time, but some people, you know, they might be like some more like muscular, like tighter guys and they might have trouble, you know, kicking a big volume, right? So for me, um, yeah, I try to kick like once in February, twice in March and three and eight, three times in like early April and four times going into camp so um but it might just yeah i might kick more when i'm doing like two days a week and then you know once i get to like four days a week it's just more of just swinging the leg maybe you know 40 balls 30 to 40 balls so that to me is you know a little bit different compared to you know some of the guys in the cfl i know some of them are they are building up but just some other ones yeah they might kick 30 balls and that might be it and you know they kind of get hurt and whatnot so um i think from that part from a physical standpoint i think kicking and punting and kickoffs i mean obviously that's always a challenge right i'm always constantly uh trying to uh improve on those little areas right so when i first started out in cfl i mean i was awful at the punting somehow i was able to keep a job so (laughs) nice well, speaking of that, learning how to manage it all, you know, what are some things you do in season and out of season that just keep your body in tip-top shape? You know, either from a kicking, st- you know, standpoint or like just muscular balance and all that type of stuff. 
Yeah, so, I mean, it's just all about kick count, right? And then, um, you know, kickoffs, I mean, I guess it all depends on what your strength is, right? Like, I'm a kicker who can punt, and some people are a punter who can kick. So for me, like, kickoffs, it's just a routine to me. Like, I can take all off-season and come back and kick off, and it would probably be the same, maybe just, you know, just a little different. So I, I try not to kick off. So that's one thing I take off. And then from a, you know, punting standpoint, I might do a certain thing one day and then I might work on a different punt another day and that's it. You know, and then kicking-wise, I have to kind of be careful with it just because that takes a little bit more pressure on the grind. So I kind of don't like, you know, getting 30 field goals on kickoff. I mean, on field goals, right? So it might be one of those things that I need to uh, – take care of that and then as far as like working out and yeah I try to make sure that I'm still you know working out here and there I could do a better job of it obviously you know especially getting a little older but um uh yeah definitely you know good legs right after the game you know doing a nice little flush lift and then you know as a week goes on dialing it back down you know from the from the lower body standpoint you know keeping you know, keeping in shape a little, shape a little bit, you know, better. But I mean, I sh- I'm probably not the best person to ask for that one. <laughs> I could probably, uh, you know, do a better job of that. Sure. What What are you doing these days to recover? Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, one thing that I actually picked up as I got a little bit older, like, you know, when you kind of go to a spa and you're doing like the hot tubs and the cold tubs and everything, and you feel, you know, you, you, you know, you're in a sauna, you know, you're relaxing, you're doing that for like an hour or so. I kind of, you know, picked that up the last, you know, two years. I actually kind of like that. Um, I kind of got away from like massages and stuff. I don't know, but I mean, I still roll out a ton. Obviously in training camp, it's a lot different. I mean, I roll, I like routine training camp just to stay healthy, right? So I'll, uh, you know, every night I'll get to the facility and, you know, roll out, stretch, then do the cold, tubs, hot tubs, and uh, I'll do that every night, but, you know, during season, um, a little bit different, I think just the day before the games, I'll, you know, I'll kind of do like a little, um, my mini version of like a spa treatment, right, so do hot tubs, cold tubs, and then, you know, with the sauna, and might do the sauna, and, you know, meditate a little bit, and visualize the game, and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, So, Justin, you've been in the league for a long time, between NFL, CFL, do you have any kind of mentors from each of the leagues or a kicking coach that you go to and you go through for fine-tuning or to bounce ideas off in the kicking game? Yeah, so, okay, so just to go back to my um, college days, I think that the one thing that um, I kind of did wrong and, you know, looking back, if I had to look back and, you know, just I never really had that, like, guidance or whatever because I never had, I was never one of those guys that went to a kicking coach, right? You know, I kind of just did it on my own. I think sometimes if I would look back at it, I, I would have wanted that guidance a little bit more. You know, you know, like I help a lot of young guys out, right? So, um, you know, getting them ready, like as you know, as far as like their process and you know their routines and everything that they need to throughout the whole like professional. Because you know, it's you should be on a schedule. You know, you're, you're working out for an NFL team on Tuesday, and you need to be relaxed on Mon- you know, Monday and Sunday. So you need to be, you know, kicking hard on Wednesday or Thursday, Friday, you know, on a routine that you're going to jump right into an NFL schedule and you're going to be right on tracks, right? So I think from that standpoint, um, I actually, 
I need like a little bit of advice, I might, you know, bounce some ideas off of some, you know, some kickers and stuff. But I think at, at my level now, it's, uh, you know, I might maybe a little bit here and there. I might pick, pick a question that, I mean, from a, um, a technique standpoint, maybe here and there. Uh, maybe I might ask a question about, you know, hey, what do you, when you hit a game winner here, like, you know, comfortable, how, how, you know, were you nervous or something like that? Or how do you deal with a game winner? I might ask them questions like that. But I, I mean, I don't have one person. Um, so I think that I, I, I don't, I don't really have that. But, you know, from college standpoint, I think if I would have, let's say, came out of college and said, okay, I have a, a guy who's a five year vet I'm training with in the off season. He's told me, okay, you got OTAs here, you got training camp here, and then you got this, and then this is what you got to prepare for. This is how you got to take care of your body. This is how you got to do your routines. You got to go through your process. I think I would have been way more successful in the NFL. But um, so I think that's probably the biggest negative that I would have looked at from the NFL standpoint. Do you think you're uh, um, still going to be pursuing the NFL? I mean, because with guys now doing punts and kickoffs, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, I, I here, the thing is, is like, yeah, in 2011, I made that. Um, or 12, yeah, I went back down to the NFL, and, you know, I made it, yeah, I, you know, I made it with Carolina, and, yeah, I had a great situation. I mean, I had a great snapper, you know, a uh, great holder, great stadium. I mean, it was all there, right? And I went out there, and I was 7 for 7, and, you know, came back next week, played against the Redskins, got a field goal blocked right up the middle, and I even, it was like right through a gap, like a bust. And then the next week I missed one, Next week I missed one, and I was cut. And so, to me, you know, whether I cut a little early, yes. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I got cut. So, you know, I got some workouts here and there, and it didn't, you know, it didn't pan out. And, uh, you know, the next year, I was, like, fully 100% committed. Had the routine. Everything was down. You know, I was ready for every workout. I didn't get as many. I got a workout with a... Uh, the Texans that I thought went pretty well that I thought I got the job. Um, I think Randy Bullock might have went like 0 for 3 in Monday Night Football game. I was like, all right, here we go. And I ended up missing, I ended up um, not getting the job. I mean, nobody got the job. They just, you know, stuck with them. And um, I ended up, uh, you know, really never getting really any chances throughout the throughout the year. So, um you know, I sat out that year, the whole 2013, while the CFL was calling, and, um, you know, I wanted to give it my best, and, you know, once that happened, you know, there was a kicker here in the CFL that was like, you know, you could make it a little bit of a home if, you know, you could have a career here in the CFL if you just dedicate yourself to the CFL, stop bouncing around, and so uh, I've kind of done that, and now that I'm, like, 36 and stuff, I mean, it's just a little bit harder, you know, to, like, you know, obviously I train with guys there in the NFL, and, yeah, I know I can do it, but I know how the business works too, right? So I don't know how many scouts are going to be like, oh, yeah, like let's sign a 36-year-old that's <laughs> good, you know? Like there's a million of them that are good down there, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. You know you know how it goes. You have kids and you got to put your life on hold. I, I feel like if you want to make it to the NFL, you got to be 100% committed. You can't be, you know, 80%. And that was, you know, when I was younger, I was like, you know, 85, 90% committed and it wasn't, it's just, it's not the right way to do it. Yeah. If you could give advice to 
the younger guys trying to pursue the league. You obviously had a lot of little stints with different teams, so you'd assume that you probably had a lot of private workouts and things like that. What kind of advice would you give free agent types who maybe end up getting a lot of you know a lot of private workouts, but nothing really happens, and you know, kind of grinding, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think it would be. You know, I think first and foremost, I mean, this is a business, right? So, obviously, obviously some people are going to get those looks and some people just aren't. So, that's a tough thing, right? Um, I think the best advice I could give, and, you know, I kind of work with a guy, uh, Greg Joseph, who plays for the Browns. He's, you know, right now he's on the street, right? So, um, we're good buddies. And, you know, I mean, he, he bounces a lot of things off of me and his frustrations and stuff. But, the big thing is just staying on a routine, right? So, like I said, Tuesdays are workouts, so that's your game day. And you want to be able to jump into a, a team and be ready. So you're going to have practice on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and, you know, off Saturday, Sunday, it's your game day, right? So you just got to have to flip it around, right? So Tuesday's your game day, and then you need to be like Thursday, Friday, you know, and then you know, maybe kick like two of those days and keep your workouts and keep your body fresh and staying on the process and not worried about too much of the outcome. So, you know, I know with young guys, a lot of people get frustrated because the phone's not ringing on a Monday, but you just need to stay on your routine. That phone call will, will come um, and be ready for that phone call because if you're not ready, um, you're just not going to beat those guys. Those guys are in, you know, those guys that are hungry. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had many workouts. I've had a couple workouts where, like, I mean, there's so many. I've had, you know, because, I mean, I've probably, you know, I've had a ton of them, but I've had, you know, two or three that I can tell you, like, Atlanta, they called me, wanted me to fly overnight, get there, get there at 7. You know, they're like, go to sleep, we'll pick you up at, like, 2, call me two hours later, I'm in the facility, I'm kicking by, like, 11. You know? So, like, did an overnight, I did, I did one where... I flew from San Francisco back to Florida and then got to Florida, got back into my bed, was about to sleep because I did a red eye. I was about to sleep, get a phone call. Hey, we need you to head back to San Francisco. Um, There's one David Akers, actually. Um, and uh, they need you to head back to San Francisco and work out. So I ended up getting back on a plane a couple hours later, headed back to San Francisco, and then kicked the next day. And I just was not... I just wasn't ready, you know, like it was after the holidays, you do two red eyes, like I mean, it, was, it was tough, you know, so, yeah. um, you know, that routine is, is, because when you know that, when that phone call comes on a Monday and you know it's coming or you're ready for it, you're ready to kick on Tuesday, that's, uh, it's a lot better and you just need to be on your own routines because if you're, if you're worried about it and you get discouraged and all that, then you're just focused on things that are out of your control control yeah oh that's some that's some fantastic advice uh, all right justin so here's our capstone question here uh you've been around obviously cfl uh nfl all that uh tell us the five your five favorite stadium experiences and if you want to add a little twist maybe a few that weren't necessarily your favorite uh stadium experiences okay um well i'll start with the worst ones obviously uh my CFL has some tough ones, right? So it's pretty windy. I, I mean, I played in Hamilton, and when the wind blows, it just blows. I had one game where it was probably about 85 miles per hour wind. I ended up making an extra point from 32 yards and barely 
getting it over that break was probably an awesome um, extra point. I ended up like hitting the 10 yard punt at the end of the game too. So um, that was tough. Uh, Winnipeg, the old stadium was really like brutal. And then um, as far as like NFL stadiums, um, I mean, Chicago is brutal. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's tough. It's really tough. It's sidewind. It's, it's like a park field. So, I mean, the, the grass is what makes it hard to sinks in there. Um, Washington's pretty tough. Um, as far as uh, best stadiums, I would say the best that I've played in, um, coolest experiences. Obviously, I've had good, good success there. So, um, I mean, UCLA was really cool. Uh, Notre Dame was probably my favorite college stadium. And then uh, Chicago. I mean, toughest, but also I had a great game there. And it was, uh, it was, you know, it was awesome. And then Carolina is awesome. Uh, I never played in a couple ones I wanted to play in. And then uh, Seattle Seahawks is uh, another one that's probably my top five. Nice. nice. What um, what was the experience like kicking out UCLA? Like, how was the crowd there? Yeah, it was good. Uh, I mean, it was. I mean, back in the day, it was a little bit better than it is nowadays. But, um, but, but yeah, it was uh, when UCLA USC USC game is. Uh, you know, you got ninety thousand fans and. You know, beautiful 90-degree day and, um, you know, big stadium and stuff. So, um, it, was, it was always a, you know, good uh, atmosphere. Awesome. Last, last question. Have you ever won um, a CFL championship? A great, great cup? Oh, man. No, I haven't, actually. I've uh, been to one great cup and lost, and I've been to a bunch of um, ones to get to the great cup and the finals or East or West finals and... I've lost, but uh, I'm hoping to turn that around. Nice. Uh, how are you guys looking this year? Good, good. Our quarterback got hurt like in August, so that kind of we were we were rolling, we were rolling, and then our quarterback got hurt, and kind of been bouncing, you know, just little struggles here and there. But um, you know, we're heading into the playoffs with a uh, you know fresh start, and you know, hopefully we can uh, put together a couple <laughs> games and get to get the championship. Nice. Well, Justin, as we wrap this up here, we have a new segment we call Challenge Us. So we're starting to ask our interviewees now if there's a kicker or someone you think would be great for the, the podcast for an interview, and then we'll go out and try to reach them. Who do you think would be a great yeah. interview? Uh, probably Ty Long. Go get Ty Long. Ty Long's a great success story who played up here in the CFL, could kick and punt. He was a kicker who got up here and kind of learned how to learned how to punt. Um, his first year, he was okay, good stats, but he was okay. And his second year, he like, I don't know what happened. It was like his mid-season hit hit and as a punter, and he was like took off and had a great year. And then he ended up uh, getting a chance to go to the NFL. And he was a guy that, in my opinion, he was probably a better kicker um, than he was a punter. And uh, but I was like, hey, if you make it as a punter, man, you might be able to keep playing for a long time. And um, great success story who didn't um, get some opportunities for a couple of years and now he's playing for the Chargers and he's, he's uh, you know good dude awesome nice. well, hey Justin man we wish you the best of luck we hope you uh, go win that great cup man best of luck uh, okay. this playoffs dude 
Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we'll see you, Justin. Right, Good care. luck. All right. Later, bro. Oh, that was a cool little interview. Yeah. You know, what made it fun is that he's about our age. Obviously, we discovered he was in your draft class, you know, and he was right. a guy that I had met at a at a camp a number of years ago. Briefly, I mean, I don't even know if he remembered me then, you know, or from then, but be like a pure example that, like, if you, if you just want to keep kicking... I mean, there's outlets and leagues and things you can do to to keep that career going, you know. So that's really cool that he's been, you know, basically playing for what 13, 14 years now. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy, uh, great guy, talented kicker punter combo. Uh, you guys should follow him, uh, Justin Medlock. Uh, he, he's on Instagram and Twitter. You guys should follow him. He's he's a great kicker. He's a lefty, talented, and has a lot of knowledge and experience. So. Thanks, guys, for listening to us this this week, and uh, be ready for more podcasts. We're going to keep plugging away here. All right. Thanks again, guys. Have a great day. Later. Hey, what's up, everybody? Just wanted to let you guys know, Brian and I have some exciting news brought to you by National Kicking Rankings. We were selected to make the selections for two big camps coming up. The first one is for middle school specialists. These middle school All-American games are run by the Football Hotbed Organization. We're going to have the opportunities to evaluate and select the specialists, kickers, punters, and snappers, for the 6th grade, 7th grade, and 8th grade groups. The All-American games run from January 1st to the 4th. So it's a great opportunity for you to compete in a competitive environment. The qualifier camp is coming up. We will be running our National Kicking Rankings Camp in Hattiesburg, Mississippi on November 17th. We will have a registration link in the bio. And the second opportunity that we have is we were selected to partner with College Football Today. It's an organization that will run an All-American Bowl game, All-Star game. It's an opportunity to be selected for two All-American All-Star games, one for the 2020 class, and the other is a combination game for the 2021 class and 2022 class. We have two qualifier camps coming up, November 17th in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and December 1st in Atlanta, Georgia. We will have registration links in the show notes, but these are opportunities to be selected as a kicker, punter, and snapper to represent your team, your school, your family, and these All-American All-Star Games. We appreciate all your support on the podcast and National Kicking Rankings, and hopefully you can make it to a camp. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.